Without Jesus, the Bible makes no sense. Without the cross, the Bible makes no difference. I want you to remember that today. It's important to remember. Without Jesus, the Bible makes no sense. Without the cross, the Bible makes no difference. I want us to come to the cross this morning. And thank God it's an empty cross. Jesus is alive today. And he has the power to meet your need, whatever that need might be. So let's dive right into the text today. We preach Christ crucified. It's a very simple text today. But then wasn't it Spurgeon who said, you're not preaching to giraffes, you're preaching to sheep. So keep it low and keep it simple. So I want to be as simple as I possibly can today and leave these four words with you. You can remember them on the four fingers of your hand. And before you say it's five fingers, no, it's thumb. Four fingers and a thumb. Sorry to be a stickler. Four fingers. We preach Christ crucified. There's the method. Preach. Whether it's like our brother John here on YouTube. Preach. Preaching. Whether it's last week, Jennifer from CEF. Preaching to the children, or whether it's this morning in the service, we're preaching. It's the method. Paul doesn't say here, we have discussion groups or sharing sessions. A lot of churches you go to, you find that discussion group, sharing sessions, not much preaching. But Paul says, this is the method, this is the divine method, ordained by God, whether in the, on the YouTube, the Holy Bible Club, the morning service, evening service, Sunday school, the open air, next Saturday, preaching, preach it, preach the word, Paul said in another place. The word preach here has the idea of An ambassador from the king who goes forth to hurl the message. And what he he preaches, what he hurls, is not up for debate or discussion. No, it's a message. It's based on fact. Therefore, there is no debate and there is no discussion. And the herald goes forth from the king to proclaim the message that he has been given. That's what the preacher does today in every pulpit, or at least he should. Preachers are not chefs. Let me me say that today. Preachers are just waiters. You know, in a restaurant, the waiter, he brings the food. He doesn't cook it. He's not the chef. He just delivers it to the table. That's what the, the, the minister, the preacher, the evangelist is. He doesn't tamper with the message. No, he just delivers it. This is the method. It's good to be reminded of it in 2023 because I tell you, there's an awful lot of other side shows that are coming into churches and evangelistic efforts and preaching is a forgotten method. 
But there is really no substitute for it. It's like during the lockdowns when we had to watch the services online. We didn't assemble together. Now that's another subject that I'm not going into today. I'm going to bite my tongue and I'm going to move on. But there is no substitute for assembling together. No substitute for meeting together. Just as there is no substitute for preaching. You you can try all the other gimmicks of the day. Go ahead by all means. But you'll not have the blessing of God upon it. You'll not have the smile of God's approval upon it. My, when you think about what preaching has achieved down through the centuries. Why, oh, why would you dream of using any other method? You think about America across the pond. America was built by preaching. A nation that was raised up by preaching. The preaching of George Whitfield in America. He made seven preaching trips to America. That was in the day when there were no jumbo jets. Seven preaching trips. Up and down the eastern seaboard of America, Mr. Whitfield went. Preaching his favorite text, you must be born again. And the Holy Spirit raised up a church in America. Raised up a mighty army through Mr. Whitfield's preaching. And then the Lord had Mr. Moody at the end of the 19th century. D.L. Moody. Then it was Billy Sunday. Moody handed the baton over to Billy Sunday. He was the man who said, he he lambasted the church of his day for leaving a mark on the carpet in, in front of their mirrors. And he said, there should be a mark at your bedside in the carpet where you're kneeling in prayer. Instead of admiring yourselves in front of the mirror, you have left a mark in the carpet. How about if you left a mark in the carpet and get on your knees and cry out to God for, for mercy? That was Billy Sunday. And we've got a day of prayer in a couple of weeks. Are you going to join us? Are you, or are you just going to say, oh, I'll never go any other year, so why this year? And then there was Adrian Rogers. We're coming into the 20th century and closer to our times now, Adrian Rogers. What a blessed man of God and a preacher of the gospel. And then, of course, how can we forget John MacArthur? John MacArthur. These men that God has raised up who believed 
in preaching. Ah, what about our own nation, Britain? The Wesleys. They went about preaching. They, they actually say that Charles Wesley was a better preacher than John. But, but John did most of the preaching. And Charles wrote the hymns. It's funny how the Lord works it out, isn't it? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And let me say today, let me encourage you, child of God, if you think that you're not very good at something, well, maybe the Lord is going to ask you to do that very thing. So don't you be discouraged. You just keep at it. Paul says, we preach, we preach. Preaching was good enough for Paul. In his day, it was good enough for Whitfield and Wesley and Moody and Sunday and Rogers and MacArthur. It's good enough for me. We preach. So that's the method that God has ordained for the building up of his church. And we long that he would build his church in these days and build his kingdom But he'll only do it through the preaching of his word and through the preaching of the gospel. But what about the message now? The message, let me speak about that as we come to a conclusion. Paul talks not only about the method, but the message. Now this is critical. If the method, in other words, preaching is critical... The message is even more critical because what is the message? Well, Paul says, we preach Christ crucified. Paul preached Christ, not a creed. Paul preached a person, not a program. Paul preached redemption, not religion. Religion... May keep you out of jail, but only Christ will keep you out of hell. You get that? Religion may keep you out of jail, but only Christ and his shed blood can keep you out of hell. And this this is what Paul preached. He didn't just preach Christ, but he preached Christ crucified. You, You see, you can preach Christ You can preach his teachings, you can preach his uh, kindness and his miracles and all the rest of it. You can preach Christ as an example, but then that's no good to us poor sinners. No, we need more than that. We need a lot more than that. We need Christ crucified. We need to hear of one who bled and died for our sins. And you see, there is the problem in the world today, and it has been the problem over the last 6,000 years, ever since God created man on the earth and sin entered into the garden. The problem is the guilt of man. Guilt. One word sums it all up. And if you preach morality, people are not going to be delivered from their guilt. 
If you preach, keeping the Sermon on the Mount, the Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, that's all well and good, but nobody's going to be delivered from their guilt. No good for a guilty conscience, that kind of preaching. No, you've got to get to the cross. Some people say, oh, preach psychology. Preach the power of positive thinking. Preach about the family. Preach about prayer. Preach about Bible study. Preach about church attendance. Yes, those things are well and good. They have their place. But if you're ever going to see lives changed and if you're ever going to see souls saved, you got to preach Christ crucified. You see, when you preach the cross, you get to the root of the problem. The root of the world's problem. It's like a bypass. The devil wants us to be taken up with all the wee petty issues. Preach the wee petty things. Go on ahead. But the Lord comes by his spirit and he said, He says, no, we preach Christ crucified. Just preach the cross. And you bypass all the petty issues and you get to the root of the problem. And then when the cross is preached and sinners come to the foot of the cross and are washed in the blood of the Lamb, then you find all these other issues are sorted out very, very quickly. Preach Christ crucified. It was in 18... 63, that in London at Charing Cross Railway Station, there was a cross erected. On one occasion, a little girl was with her mother in the city of London, and she got lost. And you know what it is, if you can remember back to your childhood when you got lost. I remember going to the Balmoral Show one time with Dad and Mum and I got lost and boy I wailed. But you know what it's like if you can remember and you're lost and you know nobody in a crowd. It's a scary feeling for a child. But anyway, the wee lassie, she was, she was lost and scared and the tears were flowing. And uh, there was a policeman, he came up to her and he, he asked her what was wrong. Of course, she blabbered out that she was lost. All she could tell the policeman was that she lived in the city of London. Well, the policeman, he said, well, now, do you you live near Buckingham Palace or Westminster Abbey or the Tower of London? None of these places rang a bell. But then the policeman mentioned the cross, charring cross. Ah, the wee girl's tears dried up. She said, take me to the cross And I'll find my way home from there. Now isn't that what every preacher should do? Take people to the cross. And they'll find their way home from there. You'll only find your way home to heaven. When you get to the cross. You're only ready for heaven. When you get to the cross, 
wonder if there's anybody here this morning as we finish. And you're, you're saying in your heart of hearts, take me to the cross today. You've never been to the cross, perhaps. Or maybe you have been to the cross, but, but today you're, you're far away from it. Would you not like to get back to the cross? Would you not like to have done with religion and do's and don'ts and ticking all the boxes? It's amazing how many people think that's what being a Christian is and that's Christianity is just a box ticking exercise. Away with such a satanic notion. No, you just got to get to the cross. Will you come there this morning, Sunday morning? Will you bring your sin to the foot of the cross? Child of God, will you bring your struggles to the foot of the cross today? Oh, I know that some some of you are struggling. I know it. You're struggling with questions. You have questions about things that have happened. Why, Lord, did you let it happen? All I can tell you today is to bring your questions to the cross. And make sure that you're right with God yourself, by the way. And then whenever you you arrive in heaven, you'll be able to say, Lord, we question for you. See that thing that happened down on earth? Lord, I I never got the answer. Could you tell me why you allowed that to happen? He'll have the answer for you. I mightn't have all the answers for you. Pastors don't always have the answers. But the best pastor of all has the answer, the Lord Jesus. Bring your confusion to him today. Are you confused about things? Join the club. Well, I've learned over the years that when you're confused about life and circumstances and things that happen, I've learned not to go round in circles And I tell you one thing I've definitely learned not to do is to throw in the towel and say, I've had enough, Lord, I'm away. Don't want anything more to do with you or Christianity or the church. That's one thing I've learned not to do. It's the last thing I would do. No, instead I just bring my confusions to the foot of the cross. And I leave them there. Will you do that today? Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for the simplicity of the text. We preach Christ crucified. And Lord, we thank you that those who are out of Christ can come to the cross today. And we pray that may be the case. The new names may be written down in heaven even this Sunday morning. But then, Lord, we pray for your people, for those who are struggling today. For those who have questions, for those who are confused, 
Now, will you help them, Lord, to bring their struggles and their questions and their confusion to the foot of the cross? Bless us as we continue to praise you in our final hymn. And then go with us, O Lord, for we pray in our Saviour's name. Amen. Hymn number 351, please. 351. We'll have the first and the last verses, please. Tis the promise of God full salvation to give unto him who on Jesus his son will believe. Hallelujah, tis done. I believe on the son. I am saved by the blood of the crucified one. 351, the first and last verses, and we're standing to sing. Let's stand. 